Are you a solution finder or are you a whiner? Wine. If you're a whiner, you probably need some cheese with that wine. If you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, a leader, a boss, somebody that people come to for advice, do you need to be a solution finder? And do you have the ability to help people overcome challenges? Are you the person who looks at a problem and sees the solution, looks at a challenge and sees the way of how to overcome it? And the reason I ask the question is, as an exercise professional, uh, obviously people have come to me all of my life, all of my career, and asked me for help. Please, can you help me lose weight? Please, can you help me uh, get my body into great shape? Can you help me get healthy again? And my next question is always why, and I'm sure you asked the same question. I've got my teddy today because I've got a, uh, this is a really uncomfortable confrontational topic and a whole heap of uncomfortable questions. And I've got my cactus here because uh, I love cactuses. I think they're the, the amazing plant because they survive uh, almost with no uh, sustenance. They survive in the desert and uh, they often look really beautiful when they've got flowers, etc. coming off them. And I'm sharing that with you because uh, <laughs> if you are the person who has to find a solution, should we look at places or people or uh, other things in nature that are good at uh, coming up with solutions to problems. Uh, and if you have to be a person who can create uh, solutions to problems to overcome challenges, uh, do you look at, okay, there's a problem, I have to fix the problem? Or do you look at why did that problem occur in the first place? Why did that happen? And I'm going to ask those questions over the four main areas of life because as I often share, as an exercise professional, once people get into great shape, and of course that's what we do, we get people mentally and physically healthy, fit and strong. And if I am a human that is healthy, fit and strong, mentally tough and physically tough, can survive under pressure, is it possible then that my life will uh, then give me more opportunities? So I'll get better career opportunities, better business opportunities. Uh, I'll have uh, more options when it comes to my finances. And I'll certainly have more options uh, with the kind of people I can put into my life. So if people then ask you, yes, please help me get healthy, fit and strong. And then they say, because you helped me with getting my body physically and mentally tough and strong, uh, do you have some suggestions or ideas on what I can do with these other areas of my life? Now, uh, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a, or a neuroscientist, certainly not a doctor, and don't want to be. I'm an exercise professional and I want to help people to be healthy, fit and strong. But it has been very rewarding when people share that because they are healthier, fitter and stronger because of their exercise, personal exercise coaching with me, that their other areas of their life have become better. And or as a coach, would it be a really good idea for me to have a great series of questions to be able to ask people that they can then apply to every area of their life? So I'm going to start with the, and there's four, I think there's four main areas and we'll just have a look at them one at a time. So there's obviously health and fitness and, and, and your, your physical and mental health, your career path and your business, your financial security and your relationships. And are there a series of questions that we can ask to help people overcome challenges for every single one of those areas and help them to have a successful life in all of those areas? 
I know it's a big call and uh, there are specialists for each one of those areas, but I'm just going to ask some really simple questions. So I'll go back to my original question, which is, do we look for solutions to the current problem, the current challenge, or could it be a better idea to have a look at the past and say, why did that happen in the first place? So when it comes to losing weight, can we give people the solution, the process, the systems, the advice to lose weight? And of course, the answer is yes. Have people lost weight? Yes. My biggest challenge there originally uh, when I started in my career path, however, was I couldn't understand why if somebody lost weight and they got healthy and they got fit and they got strong, that they went back to the way they were before. Why is it that people lose weight and put it back on again? And I wanted and desperately wanted to find an answer to that. And I hope that you do too. Because my goal was never a short-term solution to the overweight challenge. I want a long-term solution. If somebody's unhealthy, I want to get them healthy and then they stay that way for the rest of their life. If somebody wants to be mentally and physically tough and strong, I want to get them tough and strong and they stay that way for the rest of their life, not go back to the way they were before. But unfortunately, and I'm sure you've seen it many times, and people often live a life in that yo-yo situation where they're fit and strong and then they get weak and unfit. They're in great shape and then they put weight back on again. They are, they feel good about themselves physically and then they feel really crappy about themselves because they're not looking after themselves Uh, to the point where they are healthy, fit and strong. So how do we help? And that's been my really big question. And ultimately that has then been, I've been able to apply that to the other areas of my life and certainly other people's lives. So could the question or the better question be not, uh, yes, I can help you lose weight, here's how to do it, or the statement. Could a better question be, how can we make sure that you never put the weight back on again. Lose weight and never find it again. Get fit and stay fit for the rest of your life. Get strong and stay strong for the rest of your life. So why did this happen in the first place? And if you apply that to the physical things uh, that exercise professionals deal with, uh, self-esteem and self-confidence, why do you not feel good about yourself and how do we make sure that when you do start feeling good about yourself, you stay that way for the rest of your life? Uh, Why do people get something horrible like an eating challenge, eating disorder? What causes anorexia? What causes bulimia? What causes obesity? And I'm pretty sure that, uh, and all the brain scientists and psychological experts will agree, that it's not about being hungry or not being hungry. It tends not to be a physiological thing. There are reasons why people want to stop eating food. There are reasons why people want to throw up the food that they eat. There are reasons why people eat enormous amounts of food and they tend not to be physiological or logical reasons. They tend to be emotional reasons. So if we can deal with the emotional challenge, is it possible that we could then provide somebody with a solution long term? So I'm going to use the the example of an eating challenge as I... I share this because it's been a a driving force in my life. I think it's really sad if people don't enjoy their food. I think it's sad if people have food controlling their life. I think it's really sad if people become so obese that they can't move around or so thin from not eating that they have no quality of life 
Or I think even worse, where you eat everything you can find and then you want to throw it up or take laxatives to poo it out. I think that's a really horrible headspace to be in. So my question has not been, how do I cure the anorexic, the bulimic, the obese person? And that's, I think, in that, that question, just to start with, is part of the challenge. If we treat people as a disease, not as a person... If we treat people as their problem, not as a unique individual person, and help them come up with their own solution, I think that's where we can get into into some challenges. So often when I went to psychologists and psychiatrists and medical professionals with my clients who had a poor relationship with food or a poor relationship with themselves, there was a lot of focus on fixing the problem. But there wasn't any focus on, or there didn't seem to be any focus on, why did this happen in the first place? so that it never happens again. So even if we get you to eat food because you're anorexic, uh, what? how do we make sure that you want to keep eating food? And interestingly, using that particular example, uh, that has happened too many times where my little girls who just didn't want to eat food were forced to eat food, literally force-fed or put on a drip because they were going to die. Uh, But the minute they had control of of their environment again, so they weren't in a hospital environment or they weren't being told what to do by a doctor, they went back to doing exactly what they were doing before because nobody wanted to ever find out why they were trying to starve themselves or why they were throwing up their food. Or for my morbidly obese people, why are you eating such an enormous amount of food? Obviously, it's not because you're hungry. And I don't have an answer to any of that except... That every single one of my clients has shared with me that they just needed somebody to talk to and somebody that would listen and uh, listen to their explanation as to where they got to or how they got to that uh, position. So I use the example, uh, why, do, why does somebody want to stop eating food? Uh, is it because they don't like food? And of course the answer, that's not the answer. And there's a lot of reasons why people stop eating food, but there's a couple of really interesting ones. Uh, One is to be in control. And I had one client who shared with me very openly and honestly that she had lost control of everything else in her life. And the only thing that she had control over was her ability to stop eating. And she felt that if she started to eat, that she would then have lost control over everything. Uh, This one thing that she had control over, she wasn't prepared to give it up. I had another person share with me that the reason they didn't want to eat food is they didn't believe that that they were good enough. And they were particularly focusing on not eating yummy food. They didn't want to eat lollies or ice cream or chocolate or takeaway food because they were like treat foods and they felt that they didn't deserve those treat foods because they weren't very good people. So bad people didn't deserve yummy food. I'm sharing that with you because if you just try and treat the problem, fix the challenge, uh, is it possible that it's going to come back? Do we need to dig a little deeper and find out why this happened in the first place? How did this particular relationship with food come about? So because my headspace was there um, every day, because all of my client base and when I was a full-time personal exercise coach, I had 64 clients every week. I was teaching 15 classes every week in the same health club, which means a lot of my clients were coming to my classes. And I was also managing the health club. So when you are at the manager of a large facility, people also come to you just because they want somebody to talk to. Uh, they want somebody to listen to them talk and maybe not even come up with a solution to the challenge. 
But interestingly, uh, because I've been doing this a really long time, and I'm probably sharing all of this with you because I've lived on the planet for many decades. I'm a very old lady now. Uh, I would like people to be happy. I would like people to have great relationships uh, with themselves, with other people, with their career, uh, with their food, with their exercise. Uh, so I'm looking for solutions. So what I'm about to share with you, I, I hope is part of the solution. So rather than looking at the problem, here is the solution to the problem. How about why did the problem occur in the first place? So if I'm overweight, not eat less, move more and you'll lose weight. That's true. But it doesn't mean you're not going to put the weight back on again. I'll use another really interesting example. Have you noticed that there are some people who have a, a string of poor relationships? Uh, they, there are people who seem to be constantly in a relationship that's either abusive or uh, the person doesn't respect them or they don't uh, listen to them talk or they're selfish. Or, and if you listen carefully, it's, well, I'm in a, in a relationship, this is awesome. And then not long before that relation to, relationship turns sour. So one of the questions that I've always asked my clients, because of course, as a, as a personal exercise coach, as an educator, as a leader, as a health club manager all of my life, people would often come to me, as I'm sure they do to you, and say, look, I've got this terrible relationship or this horrible thing is happening in my relationship or I've had a string of terrible relationships. Uh, my partner's an asshole or my husband's terrible and treats me badly or God forbid my partner's beating me up. Horrible things that people share with you when they trust you. So my question is always, why are you in that relationship? And if you've had a string of bad relationships, why? Do we need to look at what you're doing that's attracting those people into your life? Now, I know that's, that's why I've got my teddy, because this is confrontational. It's hard. Uh, nobody wants to talk about In fact, I'll rephrase. If there's a challenge in our life, how often do we want to take responsibility for it? Isn't it much easier to blame somebody else? to blame our past, to blame our circumstances, to blame the other person rather than taking responsibility for what's going on in our life ourselves. So if I ask the question, uh, let's have a look at why you're choosing this kind of person to put into your life. Why have you put on weight? Why are you always broke? That's the next big part of life, isn't it? Money and finances. I've, Rowie, I've never got any money. Rowie, I can't afford my personal exercise coaching, but I really want to do it. Rowie, I have to cancel my gym membership because I haven't got any money. Rowie, I want to buy a new house, but I haven't got any money. Rowie, I want to go on holidays, but I'm broke. Rowie, I want to buy my kids Christmas presents, but I haven't got any money. They're the kind of things that people share with you when they trust you. Uh, rather than, and the solution to somebody having no money is to give them money. Uh, if somebody wins lotto, that should, should fix all their problems, shouldn't it? You haven't got any money and now you've got $10 million from lotto. But isn't it interesting that people who win lotto, most of them within 12 months, and this is, this is a, a worldwide statistic, within 12 months, most of those people have not only lost all the money that, or spent or wasted or they don't have any of that money anymore, even if they had enormous amounts of money, but often they're in a much worse position because they've got a headspace now that's really screwed up. I've got all this money and where is it? It's gone. And often people end up in debt. So the question is not, uh, I don't have any money, here have some money. I'm sure you've heard that expression. Could it be better to teach somebody how to fish rather than give them a fish?
So my question is, if you haven't got any money, let's work out why. Uh, there are some great wealth creation tools. There are great financial security tools. There are great ways to allocate money effectively, regardless of what your income is, uh, that you can become financially free. So it's not here, have some money, let's fix the problem. It's what do we need to do to make sure that you are A, get money, yes, but you create the money that you get, not get it, somebody gives it to you. And then you create a wealth creation plan that keeps you financially secure for the rest of your life. And I think that's a really exciting way to live rather than here, have this. So the question is always, why did this happen? And very confrontational, sometimes uh, very uncomfortable, awkward question. What do we need to do together? I'm, and I'm, I'm, if I'm your coach, your parent, your teacher, your leader, your boss, somebody who really cares about you, I want you to be healthy, fit and strong, have a career that, or business that you love, be financially free and have great people in your life. So whatever area of your life isn't working well, we need to find a solution and not a short-term solution, which might be, and this, I'll use some examples, um, you can have surgery to lose weight, you can have liposuction, for example. But interestingly, a good plastic surgeon, somebody who's, who, you can, uh, who you can trust to do the right thing by your human body, they won't give you liposuction unless you've done everything that you can possibly do to get your body healthy, fit and strong. And I've heard... Uh, plastic surgeons, proper plastic surgeons, not just let's take your money and let's do some surgery surgeons, uh, actually share that. I've taken clients to a plastic surgeon and the surgeon said to them, I'm not giving you plastic surgery. I'm not doing liposuction. I'm not going to uh, give you a, a booby enhancement. I'm not going to give you a facelift because if we put you into surgery and you're not as healthy and fit and strong as you can possibly be, you won't recover well. Uh, the results won't be as good and the results won't last. But if we put you into surgery and you're healthy and really fit and really strong, this, you'll recover from the surgery really quickly and you'll maintain the result that we get for you. So uh, that's a really interesting example. Can I lose weight by plastic surgery? Yes, but will it last for a long time? No. So what do I need to do to make sure that I lose weight, get into shape, get fit and strong and stay that way for the rest of my life? If I've got a horrible job that I don't like, why? Why am I in that job? Why did you choose that job? And sometimes people say to me, oh, my parents said I have to do it, or this great opportunity came up and I couldn't refuse. Uh, I got a great mark at school, so that was the career path that I had to choose. And my question is always this, did you have to choose it? Or did you choose it because it was easy or because it was convenient? And if we were going to start from scratch, if we were going to give you the career path of the job that you really excited about, that you would do for free, that you'll wake up every day loving, what would it be? And then what do we have to do to make sure that you get the education, the training, the uh, ongoing education and training to make sure that you can have the career path or business that you want rather than, than some lousy, stinking, rotten job that you don't like? So if I, if I look at that from an overall uh, questioning point of view, those awkward questions. Uh, are you healthy, fit and strong? And if not, why not? If you have gotten healthy, fit and strong, how do we make sure that you stay that way for the rest of your life, not go back to uh, being overweight or unhealthy or unfit? 
If you are not in a career path that you love, if you don't have a business that you're passionate about, what do we need to do to make sure that you do? Uh, and there's, there's, that's an easy one. There's, whatever it is that you want to do, it doesn't matter how old or young you are, how skilled you are, how much money you've got, how much education you do or don't have, everything is possible. And they're one of the, that's one of the things I love helping people with, obviously, with, a, with an international business college. Uh, Rowie, I'd love to be a business owner, or I'd love to be a dancer, or I'd love to be a doctor, but I can't because I don't have the right mark, or I haven't got the right people in my life, or I don't have the right amount of money. Well, I will give you a solution for every single one of those. But my solution is not to give you the, the job or to give you the money to do the education. It's not to tell you what to think. It's how to think for yourself so that you can work out for yourself how to make that happen. Remember, the best place to find a helping hand is at the end of your own arm. So can you be healthy, fit and strong? Yes, of course. Can you have a career or business that you love? Of course. Can you be financially free? And that's the easiest one. Uh, it's a matter of allocation. So it's if you are constantly broke, constantly struggling for money, constantly have to scrape trying to find the next penny to pay the bills, there's a reason for that. So it's not here's some money, go pay your bills. It's what do we have to do to make sure that you've got whatever it is that you need, uh, education, training, headspace, uh, the right circle of influence of people around you to make sure that you can allocate your money wisely so that you can become financially free, financially secure. And then the relationship one is really interesting. Uh, again, I'm certainly not a psychologist, psychologist, psychiatrist or uh, relationship coach. Uh, however, I think common sense is a, a really uncommon thing. And one of the things I'm always aiming to have is to keep my sense very common. <laughs> How can I make sure that I'm thinking logically all of the time? And when it comes to relationships, is it possible that it's not about the other person? Is it possible that if I want to have great relationships, the ultimate relationship is not with my partner, with my family, with my boss, with my friends. It's how I feel about myself. So what do I have to do to be the person that I love being with, uh, that I respect, that I want to be friends with, that I want to have a relationship with? And is it possible that if I become that person, that I'm more likely to attract great people into my life? Now, that's that sounds lovely, doesn't it? It doesn't always happen that way. But if I like who I am, if I respect who I am, if I want to be friends with me and nobody else does... Does it matter? Because I like me. And I always ask that beautiful question, is it better for me to like and respect myself and the rest of the world hate me than the rest of the world likes me, but I don't like or respect myself? So what do I need to do to become the person that will never be lonely because I love being by myself? What do I have to do to become the person who I respect and, and I like and I want to be friends with so that if I don't have anybody else who likes me or respects me or want to be friends with me, it doesn't matter because I like me. Uh, and it is very interesting though that uh, if you are the person, and I always ask this question, what kind of person do you want to have in your life? And people give me a list of, I want somebody that's funny and somebody that's healthy and somebody that's ambitious and somebody that's got money. And we've all got all different things that we want. But my next question is always this, are you that person? If, you're, if you don't have a sense of humor, why would you attract somebody who's funny? If you're 
unfit, out of shape, unhealthy, why would somebody who's in great shape want to be, first of all, would they ever be attracted to you and why would they want to hang out with you? Uh, If you have no way of looking after your money, if you haven't studied and understand wealth creation and financial security, why would somebody who understands financial security want to waste time with you because they could invest their time and money with somebody who has the same interests that they do, the same understanding about money that they do? And I remember I shared with you, I bought my teddy because this is very confrontational. I don't think any of us want to think that uh, I can't have great people in my life because I can't attract them. But I'll rephrase the question. If I am a beautiful person and I respect myself and I'm healthy, fit and strong and I have a career or business that I love and I'm financially free and I have... uh, I like being by myself. Is it possible that I'm more likely to attract somebody who is also healthy, fit and strong, has a career or business that they love, uh, is financially free and only wants to have great people in their life? So rather than what is the answer to the problem, here's money to pay the bills, here's a pill to lose weight, Uh, here's a, you know, I can go work for my family and get a job. What about, what do I I have to do? What do I have to do to make sure that I'm healthy, fit and strong for the rest of my life? What decisions do I have to make? What education do I have to get? What training do I have to do to have a career or business that I absolutely love, that I'm passionate about and want to do for the rest of my life? What do I have to do to be financially free, to be financially secure? Not to blame the government for taxing me too much or blame my boss for not paying me enough or, or blame the world because I in a I can't get the job that I want. Uh, if, if I look at the end of my own arm for a helping hand, is it possible that I can work out for myself how to get healthy, fit and strong, how to have a career or business that I love, how to be financially free? And is it then possible that I'll either really like me so I'll never be lonely or I will attract great and or I will attract great people into my life that that kind of person would it be more likely that they would want to come into my life because they can see that I've got all of those things sorted, I've got all of those things going for me. My cactus here can survive in the desert. My cactus doesn't need very much water. Uh, my cactus is uh, not too many weeds. Uh, <laughs> and you should see my dogs when they try and eat the cactus. That's, that, that, it's very few predators for a cactus. I'm sharing that with you because soft and, and moist on the inside and a little bit prickly on the outside uh, because it needs to survive. Do we need to be tough and strong on the outside, warm and loving on the inside? Uh, Do we need to ask better questions rather than uh, give people solutions? And that's a beautiful thing about the cactus. It's not waiting for somebody to come along and water it. It finds a way to be hydrated even in the most driest desert you'll still see cactuses surviving and not just surviving but thriving and that's what I'd love for everybody to have a life that they are thriving in are you happy are you healthy do you have a career or business that you love are you financially free do you have beautiful people in your life or are you the beautiful person that you love having in your own life and should we find solutions to those answers or those questions uh, rather than please can you help me and that's the interesting thing as an exercise professional, the reason why this whole question started. People would come to me and say, just tell me what to eat and tell me how to exercise. Give me the solution. And of course, as we know, that's never going to be a solution, is it? 
Because somebody can tell you what to eat and tell you how to exercise, but what if it doesn't fit in with your lifestyle? What if it's foods that you don't like to eat? What if the amount's too much or too little, so you're too hungry or you're full all the time? Uh, what if you the person's wrong and they give you the wrong advice? So as we always share here at Max as part of our education program and I think part of life success, would it be better to learn to think for ourselves rather than be told what to think? Now, there's an interesting quote at the moment uh, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. And is it possible that a lot of us have been fooled into thinking that it's not my fault? It's not my fault that I'm overweight. It's not my fault that I don't have a job that I like. It's not my fault that I haven't got any money. It's not my fault that I've got these horrible, disrespectful people in my life. Who can I blame? It's not my fault. And I'm going to be really harsh. Uh, this quote was shared with me. I was 18 years of age. And it goes like this, you are your own fault. <laughs> if you're fat, you ate it. If you're broke, you spent it. If you have a lousy, stinking, rotten job, you probably interviewed to get into it. And if you have terrible, disrespectful people in your life, why? Now, that was given to me in that harsh manner. And I'm very grateful because now as a very old lady and very much older than 18 years of age, it was confrontational and tough and hard to get those statements thrown at me at 18 years of age. But I think tough and hard is much better than, oh, it's all right if you, you know, it doesn't matter, it's okay, life can be, you can be average, it doesn't matter because somebody will come along and help you. If you need a helping hand, there's two of them at the end of your own arms. If you want to think about how to make something possible, you have a brain. And could it be possible that if we engage our brain and engage our discipline, our focus and commitment and decide what we want and then go get it, that it might actually be possible. So let's be the cactus rather than just survive in the desert. Let's thrive, whatever the world throws at us. Let's be the healthy, fit, strong person who can deal with whatever the world, people, the universe throws at us because we know how to think for ourselves rather than be told what to think. Wouldn't that be awesome?